When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now, everybody. Thank you for rolling with us, as always. Oh, boy. There's some interesting situations playing out right now in the media uh one of them and i think uh I, I think the more we focus in on this the more we're doing what they want us to do but we I, I don't want it to seem like we're avoiding this case avoiding this situation um and it has to do with this this dinner i mean clay you want to talk about this right this dinner at at mar-a-lago with trump i yes. i i will you know what? Let me let. I, can I let? I'll let you set it up, and then I want to give my because my basic inclination to these things is I hate the do you denounce? You know, do you yes. denounce this person? Game. It's also like you know people go every time you and I have been at Mar-a-Lago. Trump is like high fiving and hanging out with people all over the place. It's there are literally hundreds of people that are coming and going. It is a club. Yes, it's a private club, but people bring guests and everything else. But I also I hate the do you denounce game because it's always really just a version of when did you stop beating your wife, right? But tell everybody what happened just because I don't want us to get caught up in the why are you, are you guys afraid to talk about it? Not afraid to talk about it, just not top of the list. So, yes, let's start here. There are lots of times, Buck, where you or I, and we are way down on the celebrity scale, pose for a photo or shake someone's hand and we have no earthly idea who those people are or what they might have done. Can in I the just past, say we're, right? we're so so we're so far down the list that it actually like really makes us happy. Like it makes my day when people come up to the airport, like, "Hey, from Buck from the Buck and uh, Clay and Buck show, like you're awesome." And I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." 
We're, you know, for Brad Pitt, it's an annoyance. For Clay and I, we're like, I must be having a good hair day. I, I love getting to meet all of you out there. But every year and every election cycle, there are stories, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Did you see this candidate shook hands with this person or posed in a photo with this person? And I have to tell you, most of the time, you're just trying to be friendly, and I know certainly politicians are doing the same. They have no idea who they are meeting with. Okay, so I actually do believe that Donald Trump got completely and totally set up for this story. And if you're not familiar with the story, Kanye West asked to meet with Donald Trump. Kanye West came to Mar-a-Lago. He brought this guy with him who is, I, I, I'm i going to be honest, I had never heard of him. But you said you had heard of him before, yes. this guy. Yeah, I, I, I've, he's occasionally popped up here, and they're really just on social media, and people call him a troll, and he showed up, and he's he said he's kind of like been a provocateur at some events, but I, I've heard of him before, and I've never met him, never seen him anywhere. Never met him personally. Like, I didn't know anything about him. Um, so I feel like the way that this story blew up so quickly, I feel like this was a calculated attempt to try to go after Donald Trump aggressively. I think Kanye West may well have set him up uh, in some well, way. Well, do you think Kanye... I, I think that people set Kanye up, or rather used Kanye as the Trojan horse here to bring in the other people. Like, I but think the, Kanye's got problems, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, problems. I think Kanye's got big problems. But this whole meeting and the fact that it somehow turned into a monstrous story that everybody on the planet seems to be talking about. Did we about. tell everybody what happened, though, yet? I'm not sure even our audience knows what so, happened. So, I mean, basically, he went to dinner at, at Mar-a-Lago with this uh, guy who is an anti-Semite, according to the definition. Again, I don't even know this guy. Like, I, uh, yes. most of the time, they, they I'll call have him a white nationalist anti-Semite. Uh, his name is Nick Fuentes. And then there's Kanye and Milo Yiannopoulos, whom I actually know back from the early days of Milo. I had him on my my early days radio show when he was working at Breitbart. So, and then Milo had a had a fall from from uh, from, fall from grace. I don't even yeah. really remember what it was about. But if, so it was Kanye, Milo, Fuentes, and w I think one or two other people, and I can't even remember um, a lady who at some point had worked with the Trump campaign named Karen, I believe. But that's what I that's who was at the dinner. I think. Okay, so the fact that he had dinner with Fuentes in particular has turned into a major cultural flashpoint, and it rapidly spread from, oh my goodness, he had dinner with this person, to every Republican on the planet being asked for their opinion about who Trump had had dinner with, and it has prolonged the news cycle to the extent, Buck, where it feels like basically it's been going on all week. And my position on this in general is, yes, certainly Trump can do a better job and the people around Trump can do a better job of figuring out who he's dining with and who he's interacting with and all these things. But it feels like a calculated hit job to me on Trump designed to uh, and who exactly is designing yeah. it. So so I yeah do you, do you have I don't have a theory no do you have I mean a I, yeah. I I feel like that is the that is my takeaway and if you are a Trump person I don't see any reason why you would be like oh this was the straw that broke the camel's Look, back I can't support so, him anymore so here's here's what I see from my my side of this and I'm also I am I'm openly hostile to caring about 
celebrities outside of what it is that they generally do. Meaning, I think that celebrity relationship gossip stuff is a giant waste of everybody's time and makes everybody dumber. I have watched a little bit of The Crown, which ties to the I told family, you, I told you this I was going to happen. I have a fiance, happen. Clay. I have responsibilities, I t- sir. I told you I this is going to happen. Every woman on the planet has watched at least uh, one episode of The Crown. But but I'm still openly hostile to these concepts, I will say. I've cared about I love about the royal family. I'm very love. much involved in the drama. I love all of it. Uh, anyway, but with Kanye, he actually has gone beyond being a, a music and fashion and cultural icon to also crossing over a little bit into politics during the first Trump, uh, during Trump's first term or Trump's term. Um, and now obviously he's a guy who's back in for saying a, a lot of bad stuff. And I, and the reason I just, I say it that way, I'm not trying to, um, in any way, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Downplay it. It's just, I think he's having a mental, you know, I think it's like the Will Smith slapping somebody moment, except Kanye is kind of going through that ongoing where he's having real, mental health crises. So my sense of this, and I don't pay very much attention to, I certainly I don't know these these other characters, is that they see a guy who has a massive, massive celebrity and his immediate clickbait, really, right? I mean, anything with Kanye's name on it as a headline, people are going to click on, and they attach themselves to him and come up with this idea, and look, now people are talking about them all over the country. I do get the frustration from people who say, well, why, like, no one should talk about this incident. Um, I only think it's worth discussing from the standpoint of one. Trump now has apparently said that you know he thinks this was uh, a bad idea. A at, yeah, and he, and he thinks he got set up. Yeah, yeah, he thinks he got set up. Um, but beyond that, we have to stop playing the games by the other side's rules. They love this. Do you denounce? Like, why Kevin McCarthy is denouncing this? What Mitch Trump McConnell. obviously doesn't know who this. You know, little weirdo is that was tagging along for the dinner. I has no idea. That's my point on this. Yeah, of yes. course. And so, and so, it's not like Trump is putting his stamp of. And they've lied about Trump. They lied about what Trump said about Charlottesville. They lie about Trump all the time. And and on top of all this, you get all these Republicans who are rushing to get a little pat on the head from the New York Times for one second for saying, "Oh, I denounce this. And this is terrible." Did like do they denounce things? Uh, you know, hat tip Mike Cernovich, who pointed out on Twitter. That, uh, you know, Barack Obama never was demanded to denounce the photo of him with Louis Farrakhan, oh, no doubt. buddy, buddy. Right. Yeah. So why do we do it? I just I hate this. People go, oh, I'm so scared. They're going to call you a racist anyway, everybody. They're going to just what happens when you denounce? They say, well, clearly he felt guilty for his ideological sympathies. That's why he wanted to denounce it. They just it's this is like dealing with the gulag. And the commissar is sitting there saying, confess, or we'll throw you in the gulag anyway. There's no there's no upside. I think you're responsible for your own actions yes. and your own behavior. I don't like the idea of you're responsible for someone that you took a photo with, or you're responsible for someone at a group dinner that sat at your table, right? And every political opinion that they have automatically imputes itself to you. But in this particular situation, what I where I do agree with Trump on the setup aspect of it is nobody knows this dude, right? Like, by and large, there's no people at the Washington Post. He's 24 years old. He's got his own political opinions. I'm sure that I disagree with the vast majority of him if he's truly an anti-Semite. But the idea that this guy is such a significant political figure that Trump was making some sort of calculated attempt to turn his back on Jewish supporters or that it's an insult that 
everybody in the whole political arena needs to be responding to. This is where we 100% are in agreement, Buck. We got to stop this game, right? If if Trump comes out and says something and you disagree with it and you're a political figure, I think that is 100% fair game. That's literally what politicians do. They give you ideas and we debate them and you're either for or against them. Who happens to be showing up for a dinner at a table that the guy didn't even know that he was going to be there and somehow you're commenting on this? Right. I, I just well, think but it's, I also it, want to point it's out, a mess. This isn't like, you know, George W. Bush isn't at a bumping members-only club every night with hundreds of people. So this is a different context. These people are going to say, well, you should do a better job of who you have dinner with. Okay, yeah, obviously this slipped through and this was this was not, this was unwise. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Well, you know, clearly they've used this to attack him all week now. It's been yes. This didn't just happen. I think it happened, what was last uh, Friday? It's been right? an entire week's news cycle. That's, yeah, that, that's CNN, certainly true. I'm at the gym, and the gym, I will tell you, in when I'm in the Florida gym, the New York gym at CNN all the time, Florida gym, Clay... Fox There's News. Fox News on. You're, right. you're in the At least People's half Republic. Half. I mean, you are in the, the red state of America now, brother. Yeah, and I'm spending spending more time here in the winter because uh, I like it down here in South Florida. Anyway, the but I'm back up to New York sometimes, and so I see the difference. It's amazing. You can tell it's 50-50 CNN, Fox News. CNN's been running with this story like it's the biggest story all week. Trump has dinner there, and I, again, I don't even... The fact we've been talking about it is some level of frustration, but it's been such a story that everyone else is using to attack... They're they're forcing us on some degree of defense here, and I don't even think like Trump shouldn't have to defend himself from this in the sense that he of has all dinner. the things that Trump does. This seems to me to be so far down the list of things that he's actually responsible for. And, and if you want to go after son in law is Jewish and his daughter converted <laughs> to, to, to Judaism, he's like clear, what are we even he talking moved about? the embassy. I'm not sure there's anybody who is more beloved in Israel in all of American politics right now than Donald Trump. He's clearly not anti-Semitic. If you want to go after Trump because you don't like the statement that he put out about Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin, like those are very attackable to me, level uh, disputes and debates that people can get involved in. But the idea that that this has turned into a week-long story, to me, is evidence that it feels like, to me, somebody was trying to set Trump up. I just want to point out that the thing about Mar-a-Lago is Trump is there, he eats dinner, they have him kind of roped off sometimes with Secret Service, but he's just out there. And there are all these people who are there, and they come over, they want to shake his hand, they want to take photos of them. People join him ad hoc, and this is night after night after night. So it's not, you know, Trump is almost like a restaurateur, and people are coming and going from his restaurant all the time. So when you think of it in that context, it's much more understandable how this kind of thing, you know, how often do I sit down and have dinner with like three random people? Well, never, but I'm not running Mar-a-Lago. I don't own it, so it's different. I also think, Buck, the, the bigger picture here, intent matters. Right. If you're going to criticize somebody, make sure that they are intending to do something right. There was no intent here on Trump's behalf. Like That's why I say if you want to rip some of these public statements that he puts out about, like I said, Ron DeSantis, Glenn yeah. Youngkin, whatever else, those are fair game. But he didn't intend to sit down to dinner with this guy. Now, if you want to criticize his staff and say, oh, they've got to do a better job of figuring out every single person's background who is sitting at the table yeah. with him. I would also say this. This is the celebrity angle. Kanye West, whoever the people are. He's a global these, celebrity, and Trump loves celebrities. And But he's got an entourage, right? I'll give you an example. At the Super Bowl 2020, Deontay Wilder is the heavyweight champion of the world. We were doing a show with him. 20 people rolled in with Deontay Wilder. 
20 people, Buck, like an entourage, the likes of which I have rarely seen. We got pictures taken with everybody in that entourage. We hood, hook, uh, hung out with him. I have no idea what any of the people in Deontay Wilder's entourage do for a living, what backgrounds they have. Yeah. The celebrity culture, I don't think it's uncommon if you roll into a Hollywood club or if you're at Mar-a-Lago or you're in any of these places, the entourage, nobody knows who's involved in the entourage. And, and it just, but on the Republicans, because that's the other part of this too. I think we could have ignored it except all these Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, or now the soon-to-be House Majority Leader, all these Republicans are, oh, you know, it's so terrible, and I need to, I need to, no, we, 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 we're not, we're, we don't, we have nothing to do with white nationalists, we have nothing to do with anti-Semites. Everybody we condemns think them. Idiots. Yes. Everyone hates them. Like, don't do this thing. We're always, you know, and that that's what the part of this that frustrates me is we play by the rules the other side is using in bad faith to create new cycles to undermine our team. And also, I'll say this, man, to your point about legitimate versus illegitimate criticism of Trump from from within the right, uh, this, a lot of people see this and they see what other Republican elected officials are doing and they're saying, this is actually why we need Trump, because these guys are cowards. Because the first moment they get any pressure, anyone says, oh, but he's, you know, you don't want to be called the, you know, a white nationalist or an anti-Semite. They run for cover. It's like, well, there's no reason that you should be called those things because you're not. So why are you being a weirdo about it? Just tossing this out, too. Generally speaking, you would not expect for a guy in Kanye West's entourage to be a super racist. Just you would expect talk a white nationalist. There. That's right. That's, That's not. I mean, like, I think it's not crazy for Donald Trump to expect that. Yeah. That a black guy is not rolling around and, with uh, with with white supremacists, and they call Trump. A, I mean, to be fair, also they've yes. been calling Trump a white nationalist for years. They they you know they say crazy stuff all the time. Exactly. But anyway, I thought we should talk about it because I've been talking about it for a week, and uh, I actually think Trump is getting attacked here in a way that isn't justified based on the facts. A uh, legacy box will provide you and your family with a simple and safe way to digitize your treasured videotapes, film reels, and photos. They've helped well over a million families, including my own, do just that. Not to mention everything is done by hand right here in the United States. You know, I was at my mom's house for Thanksgiving. She brought out an old VCR tape. She said, I got to remind you, I want to make sure that we digitize this forever because it was my grandfather's last Thanksgiving. And she wanted to make sure that our kids and generations to come can see what that experience was like and just see him, hear him talk, have all of the pictures and video preserved forever. How many of you out there just now for Thanksgiving had a similar experience at your Thanksgiving? Let Legacy Box preserve your family members' memories forever with their Cyber Week event. Get 65% off their normal price this week. It's the best deal of the year. LegacyBox.com slash Clay to save an unreal 65% off. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay for 65% off. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to come back in here in a couple of minutes with the new Democrat leadership in the House. Clay has some thoughts on what it's going to mean that Hakeem Jeffries will be taking up that that role, that position. We'll talk about that coming up here shortly. And then if we have, uh, I, I, I haven't heard your after action report on the USA versus Iran, but maybe we can get to that a little later. No doubt. Excited to have that game. We're going to be playing against Netherlands on Saturday. Tuttle Twins extending their Cyborg Monday deal. These are great books for kids to read and learn from. 50% discount on these free market books, a curriculum designed with activities for both young and old kids. Look, if you're looking for a great offer, a great gift out there for your kids or your grandkids, and you want them to read and you want them to learn a little bit more, they're going to be able to navigate subjects like inflation, how business and money work in the real world, while also being entertained. It's a great gift for any young student out there. 
I love them. My kids have liked them. Your parents all over the country have been blown away. You can get 50% off right now if you go to TuttleRadio.com. Special deal. TuttleRadio.com. 50% off the free market economic curriculum offer. One more time. TuttleRadio.com. That's TuttleRadio.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us. So, Buck, we have a new leader replacing Nancy Pelosi in the House. Nancy Pelosi giving up the Speaker's gavel. She is now, I think, just basically representing her San Francisco area district. Um, And she is, of course, no longer the Speaker. And Hakeem Jeffries has replaced Nancy Pelosi And I want to give credit here to, I believe it's Greg Price who tweeted this out, but he had done a little bit of a deep dive into Hakeem Jeffries' Twitter history. And Buck, really major threat to democracy here. It seems the Democrats are now led in the House by an election denier. I I don't know whether they're going to have an investigation into this, but here is Hakeem Jeffries' The more we learn about 2016 election, the more, all caps, illegitimate it becomes. America deserves to know whether we have a fake president, all caps, in the Oval Office, hashtag Russian interference. So, Buck, I've been told, and I know you have too, that it is completely unacceptable to question the outcome of any election or else our democracy itself is in peril, will anyone... We just talked about this ridiculous story from Trump where everybody has walked around and asked questions. Oh, do you condemn Donald Trump for having dinner with... Will anybody in the media working in the United States Capitol ask any Democrat whether they condemn Hakeem Jeffries denying the outcome of the 2016 election. Will there be a single question asked about this? Just compare it to how the Trump dinner has been covered and how eager Republicans have been to run out and give their own condemnation. I bet there's not a single question asked about the tweet that I just read to you. Nope. And and I I do always like to put out this uh this proviso, this um this framework that it's important to discuss the hypocrisy, but understand that they know they're doing it too. They do it because they can, right? They do it because they know the media is completely in their pocket and on their side. So, of course, they're not going to ask the relevant question based on the standards that they set for Republicans because they're not actually standards. They're just excuses for attacking Republicans, right? And that's By the way, I was talking about not denouncing. Think of all the people that were being asked, you know, do you denounce the 2020 stolen election claims? How many people have been asked running for office to denounce the Russia collusion lunacy? I mean, yeah, it's not the you know, lie. W- what is more believable when we're talking about stolen elections? What's a bigger what, what what's a bigger leap that there were people who manufactured, uh, meaning they they filled out ballots that were freely floating all over the place collected them harvested them illegally. I mean, I'm not saying that happened even. I'm just saying what's more believable that that happened. In a COVID year with some states going to universal mail-in registration, etc. Or that Donald Trump had a secret plan with Vladimir Putin of Russia to hack into voting machines 
and to change the vote totals because the wonderful candidate Hillary Clinton really actually won. Which one of those sounds crazier? What's amazing, Clay? To the libs? The one, the one about Russia is much more believable to them. To this day. And they never get asked to denounce it. And they never get held accountable for all the lies that they spread. And I just think it's really interesting that a guy with election denying in his background is now the leader of the House of Democrats. And there will be almost no questions asked about it. And and building on the idea of condemning Trump for that dinner for a moment here, if you don't think Trump should be the nominee for 2024, just own it and say it. Don't be a sniveling, whiny little brat who's trying to act like this dinner is such a big story that you have to rush and say something about it. Just own it. If you want to support somebody else because you think they are a better political candidate than Donald Trump, don't hide behind a dinner and use it as an excuse to take a shot at Trump. Just own your opinion that you don't think he should be the nominee in 2024. Because at least have a spine, at least have the willingness to tell people what you actually think there, as opposed to running around and saying, oh, it's unacceptable who he had dinner with. I mean, we're going to spend more time in this country with the media covering Donald Trump's dinner with a dude that nobody even knew, right? It's not like this guy is super famous. Most of you out there had no idea who this guy that was supposedly so unacceptable to have dined with, just like Trump didn't. And so, I mean, if David Duke had come to Mar-a-Lago and sat down, okay, David Duke, you know, has a history. Trump should know him. He shouldn't have dinner with him. But, you know, the only time anyone ever hears about David Duke, Clay, is when they're is desperately when a Republican searching is running for a white supremacist. Every, every, yes. four, every four years, there's some journalist who will find a Republican candidate and say, do you denounce David Duke? I mean, literally, I don't even know if that guy's still alive. I have no idea. That's how but desperate sure. they are to find somebody who they can actually classify as a white supremacist because they're so rare in this country, right? They always tell us about the threat of white supremacy and how Trump, they said that Trump, there was a white supremacist in the White House, Donald Trump. They say this all the time. Meanwhile, you know, the, the, the fastest way to get fired from basically any job you have yes. is to say something that maybe isn't even intentionally racist, but someone else construes as being racially insensitive. But there's white supremacy everywhere. Any job in America, you say something that that hits that third rail of race in the wrong way, even if people, you know, this has happened in sports, right? It's happened yep. when people have said things that actually weren't racist at all, but, you know, but triggered some sense that there could be some racial uh, and they lose their jobs. Yeah. But but that's the country that has the white supremacy problem. It's everywhere. It's rising all around us. It's honestly the only thing that you can do and not be able to come back from. Right. So if you are a white supremacist, you actually have less power than almost anyone with any political belief in the country because you're done for if you even come close to that position. And speaking and, of which, Can I just also add, yeah. they will say that people who aren't white are white supremacists if they're Republican as well. Like That's the lengths yes. the left will go to. Remember, they said this about Larry, Larry Elder. Larry Elder was the black white supremacist. He's a great guy. 
And he was running in California. They said he was the black face of white supremacism yes. was was the line that was used. I think is either the San, San Francisco Chronicle or the L.A. Times. I mean, they're just complete. They're just it doesn't they just want to use the slur of white supremacy. They want to use that attack on anybody as often as they can because they don't have good arguments. Well, we were going to play that. I think I told you we'd play this audio. It kind of ties in here uh, yesterday because we talked about it a bit. But CNN, uh, this is Elizabeth Cohen. Not only do they police speech in general, they police speech that is not remotely racist and try to make sure that it's eliminated. Monkeypox. Monkeypox was considered to be too racially inflammatory. This is the truth. So they have changed the name of monkeypox to mpox. And here is a CNN contributor, Elizabeth Cohen, praising the WHO for renaming it. Listen. Monkeypox has a new name? It does have a new name. So the WHO says it's mpox. And there's an interesting reason for this, kind of a, a, a sad reason in many ways. There is a concern that monkeypox, that the word engendered stigma. What the New York City Department of Health said was, look, we're joining others expressing serious concern about using the word monkeypox, given the stigma it may engender and the painful and racist history within which terminology like this is rooted for communities of color. Just a Another note that monkeys have nothing to do with this virus. It's really a misnomer. So it's now mpox. Okay. Um, what about avian flu? What about swine flu? What about? I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering. Does you know Lyme disease, named for Lyme, Connecticut, where it was first discovered, are, are the people of Connecticut deeply offended and shocked by Lyme disease, the tick-borne illness? I mean, you, where I just this is the same thing when you start talking about history and pulling down statues and stuff. Where does this end? I mean, it doesn't. Are we going to have to give all the diseases numbers? You know, that's, I mean, that's why they did. That's why they five. renamed COVID. Remember, I mean, yeah, initially COVID-19. it was being, you, there couldn't be a connection to China, even though that's where we believe it came from. And even though naming viruses and illnesses off of their location has been standard, even if it's sometimes wrong. You know, the Spanish flu didn't actually originate in okay. Spain. And do you, do you remember they tried to convince everybody that monkeypox? I'm sorry. Mpox was see that's gonna happen. It's a danger right? for everyone. Oh, danger yeah. for everybody. Watch out! It's coming for everybody. And then the data started to come together, and it is really a risk to very specific subset of behaviors. As actually. long as specific you aren't involved in gay orgies, you basically had a zero percent chance of getting monkeypox. Yeah, and I think most people, most people, have managed throughout their life to avoid gay orgies. Not everybody. But most. So there's an unspoken truth among men in this country. Testosterone levels in the average guy are getting lower each year. You can thank our changing diets for that, environmental factors, and the the war on so-called toxic masculinity. But it's true. Testosterone's down about fifty percent over the last fifty years. One percentage point for each year, or uh, for each year. It means you experience less energy every day and less focus, too, as healthy testosterone levels are essential for your body to function at peak performance. But there is a solution. There's help. It comes from a company called Chalk. This company researched the heck out of this unspoken problem, but real one, and found the right herbal ingredients that will help the body. They put those ingredients into a daily supplement that does wonders for guys across America. Check out their male vitality stack. Testosterone levels go up 20% in the first 90 days of consistently using chalk. 
You won't find chalk in stores, but you'll find it online on this easy to we- easy to navigate website, chalk.com. C H O Q.com. Go online today. Use my name, Buck. You'll get 35% off a chalk subscription for life. Not a week or a month, but for life. So long as you continue to subscribe to a monthly delivery of this great product. Of course, you can cancel it anytime you want, but you're not going to want to when you see what great results you get. Go to chalk.com. That's C H O Q.com. Make sure you use my name, Buck, as the promo code for 35% off. That's chalk.com promo code BUCK. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Closing up shop here today on Clay and Buck. And appreciate you rolling with us, hanging out with us. If you missed any part, please go back to the Clay and Buck podcast. And also, I'll be doing a Rumble show later this evening. Uh, it's rumble.com slash Buck Sexton. Clay streams on Twitter at Clay Travis. And Clay, uh, the sports things that are going on, the World Cup. Did you enjoy the U.S. Iran game? We didn't really get to talk about it because you, uh, you know, it was obviously going on when we were on the air. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that uh, it's good that we beat Iran, but we kind of had to beat Iran in my mind. So I don't really. It was a must win. It was, and, and in every sense, a must win for our the honor of our team, but also for uh, going forward in in the World Cup process. And so now, is this this is officially the best? Uh, world, the furthest the U.S. team has ever gone in the World Cup, right? Isn't no, that... no, no. We went to the um, uh, well, a long time ago. I I think we went kind of far, like in the fifties or something. But we were in the round of eight, I believe. I'm correct about this. Really? In like 1998 or 2002, if I'm doing my math right there. Yeah, we beat Mexico. I feel like in the round of 16 and advanced to the round of eight uh, at one point in our lives. The best that we've done is the round of eight. And there are any um, older people out there who the round remember. it says here the round of sixteen in nineteen ninety four we got to. Round that was the US that was the one we hosted. I feel right. like in ninety eight or oh two, the one that took place in Korea, I think we went to the round of eight. We hmm. won a game in the knockout stage. Oh, quarterfinals. You're right. Quarterfinals. Right. That's true. Okay. Wow. So we did better than I had anticipated. Yeah, now that. that that one a lot of people missed because if I remember cor- correctly, it was in South Korea, and so the games were in the middle of the night. Um, they were not easily able to be watched, and so it kind of a little bit slid under the radar in 02, did, did, but we went did, to the round of eight. Some fun fun fact here. according And look, this is just according to Wikipedia, so I got no fact check on this beyond this, that the U.S. actually got to the semifinals of the World Cup in 1930, which okay. was the first ever World Cup. Yeah. I thought that we had had success. I knew it was like a long, long time ago. So why, why are we good at soccer in 1930, Clay? And then we just, you know, stunk for like 50 years. My guess is they probably weren't playing much soccer in Latin America in the 1930s. Like how many countries were actually competing in the World Cup in 1930? I bet there weren't that many countries involved. Now there are 32 teams that make the World Cup, and it's actually kind of hard to make it. I bet the 1930 World Cup, there were only like 10 or 12 yeah. teams that actually made it. And I saw, I've seen two different figures for this, but Cristiano Ronaldo, who is one of the most globally famous people in existence uh, because of the popularity globally of soccer. I think he, I mean, he has like Taylor Swift level Instagram following. Yes. I mean, he's he's at that, I think he probably is in the top 10 of all people on planet Earth in, in one of those big social media platforms. He's going to get paid to play in Saudi Arabia $120 million a year? I saw that story. Good for him. I mean, the the amount of money, and th- this is becoming a... How can that be worth it? I just, like, how I, do the I economics of that add up? I don't think the economics of it add up. I think that there are a lot of these Saudi, uh, Middle Eastern, oil-rich countries are basically deciding, hey, how are we going to advertise that our countries are open for business? And they're just deciding one of the best ways is by going to grab these global superstars and put them to work in their countries. And I'm curious whether uh, whether it's going to work. It's obviously like the live golf that we're seeing now where they went out and signed up all the top golfers in the world um, or many of them. How's that uh, going, I think by this the is way? Similar. 
The Live I, Tour. I think the Live Tour is going to be pretty good. I mean, they're they're not going under, right? I think ultimately the PGA and the Live Tour are going to have to sue for peace with each other, and they'll end up merging back together at some point. That's my theory down the line. Um, but uh, they've got a lot of super talent, yeah. and you got the best the highest talent. paid athlete on the planet. If that goes through, will be Cristiano Ronaldo. He'll make more money than any NFL player, any yep. NBA star. Any form, Formula One, which I only got into in the last two years because of the Netflix show, uh, which is getting bigger in America, some of the highest-paid athletes in the world are Formula One drivers, which I did not know until I saw that series. They make $40 million, $50 million. Tennis That's players. not including endorsements. That's just to be the guy in the car. Yeah, tennis players obviously are racking up money beyond belief. I There is an argument, and I think it's true, that the globalization of sports, which has certainly occurred, is going to put the top apex athletes on a level of earnings that it's frankly even hard to comprehend. And I think the idea of a guy making over a hundred million a year, like Cristiano Ronaldo would be doing, is one of those that's like kind of difficult to contemplate. It's a lot of money. It's a Just lot say, of people they can sell money. to. I mean, I think that's the key is yeah, you see the whole brand globally. Speaking of a lot of money, you see Howard Stern called out Oprah for being too flashy with her money. Do you think? Do you think Howard? <laughs> Was was calling her out from his like sixty million dollar Hamptons mansion when he's talking about the flashiness of Oprah's money. Howard Stern didn't go out to dinner for two years, Buck. He didn't go out That's to dinner with unreal. anybody because he was so afraid of COVID. One of the biggest rebels in sports. What a huge pussy willow that guy turned into. Uh, it's unbelievable to me. You could spend two years basically in a bunker. That's what he did. Yeah, my problem is I go out to dinner too much. I gotta lay <laughs> Join off. Join the club. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.